I'm a bastard. <laughs> Technically, yeah. we gotta watch some more Game of Thrones. Yeah, we'll get into been that. watching Game of Thrones. Uh, work's been wild, so we're trying yeah. to get into that. I don't work for the next two days though, so that's good. Let's get a deep little binge. Maybe after this pod, we can get some Jon Snow action. I'm happy that we were able to get this stuff set up, guys. Okay. It was kind of a little bit of a struggle getting this. You hear him scratching his neck over there? Excuse me, sir. We're live. It's like, yeah, I know. He's like, this is my fucking That's house. That's the point. Shut up. Like, yeah. He's like, I'll do what I want. Right. right? Like the, the viral songs, the songs. Um, I've never listened a day in my life. Not one single day. Oh, yeah. And I'm all right. Yeah. Go lay down, buddy. You know, go. Go lay down. We'll catch you in a bit. Go lay down. We have a good guest for this episode. Nice. It was my buddy, Hassan Ilias. Mm-hmm. And basically, he's the founder of Growth University. What is that? And they are a company who basically they run like ads and they're all about like marketing, things like that. Like and a marketing company? It. Yeah, like that. They're honestly, it's a lot. It's he's doing a lot out of there. He's gonna be doing like podcasts, uh, videos, nice, like consulting work, all sorts of stuff. But mm. he was a really good guy and he's somebody who obviously I met through track. Yeah. And he's just like on his on a rise right mm-hmm. now. So he's been out of school for several years now and this is like i think he told me i was the first person in his office space oh really and i really liked it because he just got it uh uh-huh yeah i think it's just a couple months old so it's you know like a small um office space with like there's going to expand into a warehouse in the back and that's going to be his little like safe space you know what i mean his grind zone his his lab i guess yeah where he's gonna be creating and making the world a better place that's good so super cool i met him once uh at the track Oh, okay. Yeah. He said, and I, then I remember you said that he, or someone mentioned that he's from Pakistan. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I've been there. Yeah. I've lived there. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of what I was bummed out about. Like, I wish you had been there because he's got a, like a good, like strong, you know, immigrant story like yeah. that. His parents immigrated. He's, he was born in Fountain Valley, I believe. Mm. But, um, it was nice. Just like his energy. I really liked his energy and like, I just loved talking to him. That's good. So it was I'm nice. Happy. And it was a very natural conversation. Yeah. Like we just didn't feel forced. Yeah. I didn't feel forced. Honestly, it was one of those things where it's the best podcast when people want to start talking before I even have the equipment set up. Yeah. So, you know, like shocker, I set all the equipment up and like, you know, we set all the equipment up. So we're not at the level yet where I know it seems like it, but we're not at the level where <laughs> we actually have to do some work around here we don't just walk in like right. kevin hart and fucking just sit bing, down bing, bing, where you want me boom all right ready go exactly like, that'd be cool though but uh yeah what did we talk about we got into like basically his background basically his mindset around business and he's interested in like starting you know a family for a relationship friendships all sorts of stuff he really got into it and like i said it was just a good vibe he was really going in hard and really had some like good knowledge to share with me about his journey and where his sort of company is right now and where it's going mm. so i think you'll really like it that's good i'm excited to hear yeah, it it'll be nice and without further ado give a <laughs> round of applause to my guy, Hassan Ilias. Oh. All right, we're rolling, man. All right. How's it going? Amazing. Dude, you've been moving and shaking. I can tell when you said you were uh, quite busy. Yeah. You're, you're actually busy. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It's one thing when people say they're busy and, you know, they're... Uh, 
lazy or right, you know right, what I mean? Right. You They just don't want to find the time. But right, right, right. you're somebody that's definitely figuring out how to stack the pieces to the puzzle and really put that thing together and glue those fucking pieces together. Huh? I'm figuring it out, man. I'm figuring it out one, one day at a time. Yeah. So right now, guys, we're recording in Growth University's, yeah. what do you call this, headquarters? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's yeah. our first physical location. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, Fountain Valley or Fountain Valley, yep, Fountain yep. Valley, California. So I'm really happy that you invited me out here. Yeah, man. And showed a lot of hospitality and love, and we're gonna get into it today. Absolutely. So I've been really excited about this one actually That's to get good. you on. I know you've been flying around, moving around the country. Tell me about that. You uh, last thing I saw, you posted something where there was like an active shooter at the airport, or what oh, was going on? No, no, no. So we actually, I flew out to North Carolina for one of my. Cl- oh, actually, no, yes. We flew out to North Carolina for one of my clients, and I think there was a bomb threat at LAX. So, yeah. like, I had to run out of the car to try to catch my flight. Flight already left. Like, flight left at 10.30. I got there at 10.27. I ran from, like, where the cars are all the way to the end of the terminal. Like, Terminal 5, if you know LAX. How was like, security? I mean, they were cool. It was just, like, I missed my flight. I got I you. I hate missing. Like, you know, if you're, if you're on a schedule, I hate missing things. Mm-hmm. And then when we were actually at the event itself, so it's actually a track and field client. It's called They're called Track Barn. They're a online track and field store they do uh, custom uniforms we do all their marketing so they do uh, custom uniforms and then do like track and field equipment but they had their first in-person event they had a booth at this uh, aau junior olympics uh, meet and during the meet as well i think like someone like there was a fight or something that broke out underneath the bleachers and then someone like screamed gun and the whole uh, the whole place went chaos uh, people losing kids ki- uh, parents can't find their kids they cancel the meet so that that week in and of itself was nuts. Hey, so obviously you didn't have any kids there running in the meet. No. All right. In theory, this is yeah. my perspective. Let me know what you're thinking. Sure. If I'm at my kids' AAU, you say, what is this, the JOs? Like, yeah, is yeah, this? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So my kid's clearly fast, right? Yeah, yeah, Someone's yeah. screaming gun. I'm not looking for my fucking kid. I'm oh, like, man. hey, little Johnny better get his ass over that gate and oh, head out. Man. What do you think? Are you looking for your kid? Or you know, you... It's, it's funny because... There were amazing athletes there, but, like, you know, sometimes when it gets to that level of, like, when you're that scared, you don't know, like, the kids might just, they're they're a kid at the end of the day, right? Like, they don't know, obviously, they know, like, right from wrong, but sometimes when you get very scared, you just want your your mom or your dad. I know there's times where I'm, like, where's my mom at? Like, even now, like, I I like my mom. There's, like, this certain comfort and safety you feel from someone who's very, very close and someone that you you love a lot. Yeah. So, there was kids that were crying. The parents were crying. And, like, you know, at one point, we were, like, Finding kids, just throwing them in the stands because no no one knew what was going on. It was like, we were like, okay, was there a shooter? Like, what do we got to do? It was, it, it was nutty. All I know is my mom can't stop bullets. So unless she could, uh Yeah, but I'm you want to know. You want to know where the kid, like, oh, yeah. are they safe? Are they okay? And you're, you're like, you just want to know, like, mom, where are yeah, you? And that, the kid, dude, it's kids, man. I got you, bro. Yeah, yeah. but that was... My, my childhood was a little bit different. I guarantee I agree, you, I agree. if my dad saw me running towards him, he'd been like, you better right, no, get no. your ass out that for fucking sure, gate. Sure. You know where we parked. Absolutely, all right, yeah. You came here. <laughs> so why are you not in the truck? Why am I waiting on you absolutely, right now? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But no, man, we're going to get into it. And I really, obviously, we should go back into how we know each other. Yeah. Um, Rich sent me to you. So nice. obviously, Christopher Richardson, we had him on here about a month or two ago, and he recommended that we get you on. He said, okay. I said, what's one guy or girl that you got to have on and he was like hey throw on Hassan he's yeah. uh, really on a similar 
flight or path that I think that you're going to be entering in. And mm. right now, this podcast is kind of about me sort of and Hannah navigating our early 20s, sort of working on transitioning out of college. And I think that you're in a respectable place right now to where I can sort of absorb some information sure. from you because you are not that far removed. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You know more about what's going on right now with your feet on the ground than some CEO in his mid-60s when I ask him, what should I do out of college? And he's yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. the 80s were great. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's like, go ahead and just give us a quick update on what you've been yeah. up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, just so you know, so like where we're at Growth University, uh, it's Growth University Media and Advertising. So I run an advertising agency where half of our company is e-commerce. We run, uh, you know, if you're familiar with Shopify, people that have like a retail presence online only. So we basically run ads, Google ads, Facebook ads. Uh, we do video production, podcasts, graphics, and we basically help them sell online. So that's one half of our business. And then the other half is uh, local lead generation. So companies are wanting to find people for their product or service. We send leads directly to their sales team. They call them and they either bring them up and close them or they have a service that they're wanting that they want to sell to that person. I really like that. So now are you guys charging based on uh, per client that they receive? Is it both? Is it? Yeah, so that would be performance based. So we are retainer based right now. We're, we used to do like, I remember when I first started, I was like, I'll do like whichever way someone wants to do it. But like the more simple it is, the easier it is. And it's easier to scale because every time you have something different, then you're like, okay, what am I going to offer this person? What am I going to offer this person? So uh, we're just on a retainer base. We'll have like a startup fee and then prices can range anywhere. Like our minimum is 2,500 a month. And then it can range anywhere up to like 10,000 or it could be uh, custom projects. Um, but yeah, retainer based. Okay. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. It's like, um, how does P how, how does someone acquire your services? So you they reach out to you. Yeah. So when we started, it was interesting. I, I started the company. So I've been in the advertising media space maybe for going on 12 years now. Hmm. And I didn't even know the first 10 years what I was doing with it. I just, you know, we were actually at that time in my last company, we were working with the advertising agency. And I remember I was like, I would talk to them as well. And then one time they're like, Hey man, you're, you're really good at this. And I was like, good at what? It's like, you know, this stuff. And I was like, this it's stuff. just like work. And he's like, no, no, you can do this. Like, you can legit do this stuff, like, on your own. That's when I really started thinking. I was like, whoa. I didn't know. And I think at that time, they were charging our company, like, $3,500 a month. And I was like, man, if I get 10 clients times 3000 that's, like, $30,000 a month. Like, mm -hmm. can I really do this? And that kind of, like, planted the seed. And then I was like, okay, dude, I'm just going to continue learning. And um, it kind of started from there. So, like, when I first started, um, I didn't know what I was doing, man. I really didn't know what I was doing at all. But then like, it kind of like, you know, I figured out uh, one of my friends actually, he knew I was in media and he's like, hey, I have this client. And this is my, my client from Chapman. He's like, hey, I'm not going to be going down this route anymore. Do you want to work with him? And I was like, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like, and I did, a f I did a few pieces of content for them. They loved it. And then from there, it was just like referral based. And it, and it was, this was during COVID as well. And online advertising went through the roof. So my business was growing like by itself. And I, I couldn't even handle it. Like there was, I was getting e-commerce companies. I was getting like uh, nonprofits. And like my name was like, we do good work. Like we don't, we're not like bringing on a bunch of clients. We get to choose who we work with. And we really like focus on results. So it started, it was like majority referral base. And like people liked the work that we did. I also knew my stuff. So uh, that's kind of how it grew. And now like, for instance, we're getting into like uh, paid advertising and then also bringing on more clients. We also brought on more staff. Uh, so that we can like fulfill and also do customer service properly. That's good. Uh, what type of personality do you think is someone who really succeeds in this space? So 
the agency space in general, like advertising space, people say like it's very, um, uh, what do you call it? Very saturated. I think in any space, if you're good at what you do, if you study, if you practice, if you teach, if you really know your stuff, right? Not like, oh, I can go hire someone. Like I actually know my stuff. Everything my team can do, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And I can also talk it. I know strategy. I know what's going on with Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Like I know what's going on with the platforms as well. I think if you want to succeed anywhere, you got to know what you're doing. Some people like they have like this fake it to you, make it. No, you got to actually know your stuff. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's basically kind of what we were touching on on the last podcast with, okay. I told you, um, Vince Osorio, the okay. captain. He's been 30 years plus of right, uh, right, right. first responder, like in the shit SWAT team, like former commander of the SWAT team. Yeah. He was basically saying you you don't rise to the occasion. You basically fall to your training. Uh, 1,000%. So that was kind of the gem that he hit us with, you know, just a couple, a little while ago. And that makes so much sense of like, if you're not preparing you know what i mean you're preparing to fail ultimately right. so what were you doing before growth university yeah so i was with a company uh by the way we're talking all work stuff right now ah okay it's casual man yeah, yeah. like i said this is you came out firing and yeah, most yeah, people yeah. usually do so yeah, yeah, yeah. i think you just like you I'll know you're out it, yeah. the blocks fucking go we'll yeah. settle down go ahead do so, whatever you want uh my last company with uh, i was with i actually still market for them they're called car trackers they're a local Car buying service. I remember this. Yeah. yeah. So they actually uh, go to people's houses and they purchase vehicles. Okay. And now they're at the point of a company. Purchase is, or what? No, no. So they actually, <laughs> they will purchase cars over the phone. Like they'll FaceTime or they'll video call somebody. They'll give them an offer for their car. Okay. Uh, and then if they agree on price, they pick up the car. So it's like literally no person's involved. The only thing that's involved is a tow truck comes and picks it up. That's and they wild. wire you the money. It's like all hands free. Cool. Um, so I was with that company for 10 years. It's crazy. Like right now I'm 29. Mm -hmm. So when I say 10 years, I think I was like one of the first employees there. And I was like, uh, one of my first jobs was like, wake the owner up in the morning. Like I would go to his <laughs> house. Like I just, I really liked him. He was one of my really close family friends. And like he had really nice cars. He had like a Ferrari in his garage. Mm -hmm. And he's like living in an apartment, you know, parents. Like, yeah. And I was just like so intrigued. I was like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, yeah. let me work for you. And at that time, he didn't even, he was like, work for me. Like, you know, like, and I would like, literally his mom's like, hey, you got to wake Ali up. Like, uh, you know, it's time for work. So I'd wake him up. He's a bunch of alarms going off. And that was like my first job. And I would like pick up cars, drop them to the auction. And uh, we grew that company like from scratch. It's, I think that company now is like 60 million plus. Oh, wow. Uh, they do very, very well. And they just purchased a company that purchased a leasing company called Below Invoice. So now they're not just car trackers. Now they have like a family of brands. Uh, and that was like my first like taste of one was like loyalty. I was with them for so long. And number two, like my, the, the owner there was a, a husband and wife. And the first owner at that time, Ali, uh, he really like, I wanted to experiment stuff and he let me do it. Like I had an idea and he's like, hey, Hudson, if you have an idea, like, you know, just, can you explain it to me? And like, you can do it. I really like that. That, that kind of transitioned us into like the freedom to fail. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that's really the space where we were talking out there in the lobby of like, dude, I'm the biggest pusher and proponent of like failure is a big part of the developmental process. Yeah. You know, people hear me mess up on the podcast all the time. I'm not sitting here trying to make the yeah. perfect podcast. I'm not chasing Joe Rogan or anything right, right, like right. that. Like I'm just sitting here trying to be my authentic self. I'm trying yeah. to be as real as possible and hear your story and not ask for advice. But if you have some information that maybe I can go, oh, sure. let me take that and grab that or sometimes if you do something uh i go oh okay sometimes knowing what not to do is just yeah. as important as knowing well, what to do think about this so like on the topic of failure like what is like people always talk about it's like the fear of failure like oh what happens if like 
you have to really sit down and think what does failure actually mean or what when you that that fear that you have what is it a failing like what like and if like for me i thought about it and i was like dude what's the worst case scenario like if this all goes bad like yeah. what does that actually mean like mm-hmm. am i living on the streets am i not able to eat am i not able uh, to have shelter am i away from my family like what is that failure and when you sit down you really think well it's actually not that bad for some people failure is actually like uh, their idea of failure could actually be bad. They could like, you know, they have people that are counting on them. And if they take too many risks, they could put their family in danger. Mm-hmm. Right. So everyone's risk appetite is different. And number two is failure is different for everybody as well. But yeah. for me, failure wasn't like what people th- like failure was just like, okay, this is just part of the process and I'm not really going to fail. Like yeah. this is a, this is a learning lesson. Maybe I shouldn't do this next time. I think one of my biggest things too, as a teenager growing up was like my personal. And I think a lot of people that need to overcome this is their biggest fear of failure is other people's opinions of them. It's oh. just simply just embarrassment. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. that's why I've always gravitated towards you is because you've always even dude, back when we were running track, stuff like that, you would hit me with like a, Hey, just try it. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Hey, Hey, just try it. It's okay. Right. Whereas, you know, other people maybe are like, whatever you're like, you find what works best yeah. for you, man. Guess what? Rich will say something, but yeah, it might work but guess what you might find a way around it so so you want to know where that actually came from what's an interesting story so actually growing up i wanted to fit in so badly man like really? i had this like identity crisis like i had like a skater mode i went through like i like uh, i ran track so like i like had dreads at one point like i just really wanted people to like me and fit in that was like my thing like mm-hmm. and i also wanted to make people happy so i was like man i'm gonna tell jokes and those like, I, those like things that like I was kind of experiencing that I didn't really understand at that time. Like, I realized like I was making people laugh, and then I realized, okay, are they laughing at me? Like, am I like the clown? Like, am I actually like a clown here? Am I making myself look dumb? And it was just like little things, but I was too young to actually like understand that. And I remember in high school, like, it was just always like I want to fit in. Like, I want to like, okay, if I become an athlete, like people are gonna think like, oh, this guy's like a real dude, mm-hmm. right? Or if I make him laugh, like, okay, this guy's funny. Or if I'm smart, they're like, oh, this guy's intelligent. And I really wanted like my friends group, like I wanted to fit in so badly. But towards like the ending of high school, I started getting really good at track, man. Yeah. And that's when I was like, I don't really like, like my, like my, my own, like me started coming out. Like I, I started, like I liked colors and I was like, man, I really like yellow. I never wear yellow. I'm going to wear yellow. Mm-hmm. And there's like, I think that the turning point for me, which is really weird was like every time I'd go to school, I'd see people wearing sandals. And I, I would never wear sandals. I'm like, ah, oh, man, what are people going to say? Like, uh. ah. <laughs> and, one, and one day, like, my sister got me, uh, like, Jordan slides mm-hmm. um, for my birthday. And I was like, dude, I'm going to wear this to school. Like, oh, and like, it's I, a big step. You're jumping in the deep end. And I was like, huh? dude, I'm going to go for it. And, like, I wore it. And then someone was like, hey, dude, that's, those are pretty, like, cool slides. And I was like, yeah, man. And that, was like, that was your spark, It, it huh? was like a small thing. And then I was like, dude, I'm just, like, why do I got to impress, like, why don't I be happy with myself? This is me thinking back. I think then I was just like, man, I'm just going to like start doing like, and then I started like creating my own style. Like I started doing my own thing. And like people thought that was cool. And I wasn't doing it because people thought that was cool. I was just like, I started being mean. I started like feeling good about it. And even now that's been like a process from high school, graduating 2011 to now 2022. It's this process of being comfortable in my own skin. And that's very, like, I think a lot of people struggle with that or Mm -hmm. struggle being with themselves. Like, I've worked with psychologists, I've worked with therapists, I've had great coaches and mentors in my life where they've built me up internally. So now like externally, anything I do, it comes from like a place where so much was put in that I can do that now. I think 
Dude, I like that you were able to give us our spark, man. I think looking back, my thing was once I realized that people are so worried about their own bullshit that they're not, they don't have time to worry about everyone, your shit. Yeah. So like for me, if yeah. it was a shirt or something, and once I realized that everyone else has their own insecurities that are yeah. embedded into them, guess what? Maybe it's like the color of my skin or my head or my yeah. hair or something like that. That person, oh, I wish it was straight. Guess yeah. what? That person is like, oh, I wish it was curly. Yeah. Why is it like that? People sometimes, when they're developing, they just don't like to feel other like yeah. that. Even so. like, so my, my, my niece, right? She's like five or six and she has these beautiful curls right mm -hmm. and i remember when she was like three or four she's like i want straight hair and i was like hey, your curls i don't like my curls i was like your curls are beautiful they look so nice and I, and I was like you know what i don't want her to grow up like trying to be something else like she has so many great things about her already i was like okay i'm gonna make sure to make it a point that she loves her curls mm -hmm. so now even when her curls are crazy when she wakes up and they're like i was like oh you know did you, I love your hair today. It looks so nice. She's like, yeah. really? Oh yeah. I love my curls. Yeah. So that's kind of my thing is what do you think? Do you think that that gaining of confidence is confidence? It is something that is developed within you is, uh, what's the opposite of confidence? Insecurity. No, 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 no. So someone yeah, who doesn't yeah. have positive talk sure. within themselves, is that also given to, do you see what I'm saying? Are yeah, these yeah. things aren't innately placed in us? If we take you and sure. and your niece never has, oh, uh, my awesome uncle to instill that confidence sure. in me, would she get that negative talk? That so, so you see what I'm saying is you got to yeah. sprinkle that shit on there right, too. Right, right. So, Not even sprinkle. You need to put heavy, heavy okay. doses. You already know, like how old are you now? Uh, 22. 22. There's a lot of negativity. Like you look at news, you look at people. Like there's even without knowing it, people put their own insecurities on you. Yeah. In, right? Indirectly and directly too. Yeah. So to, in order to combat that, like with darkness, you got to combat it with light, right? Mm. But it's active. Yeah. Active. So like actively putting confidence in people. That's this is the biggest thing too, and I said sprinkle it because we're just in the low shit, and yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, but yeah. no, I really meant like drop a, an entire <laughs> truck it, on all it. Of it. All of it. That's something that I will always be in debt and grateful for my parents of doing. They were probably the number one force in getting that out of me because you know every kid feels other and stuff like that. The way I say my pops' greatest thing was he's the number one dad for me oh, man, for sure. Amazing. Is he really when he hit that fucking nail? He hit it right on the man. head to where. Like when I when I get into some people, let's say we're at a dinner party or something, I just yeah. have this story that's like, oh yeah, remember I, I brought it up of, of mm. there's a shooting and if I was a kid, what was my dad yeah, gonna yeah, say? Yeah. Why aren't you starting the truck? I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm 11, dad. What the <laughs> fuck? We gotta go. Why didn't you pick me right, up on the right. thing? So it's just right. like the way he was able to just pound and mold and create yeah. that thing. Some people would call that like, I've even been at a dinner party, be like, oh, your dad gaslighted you or mm. something I'm like for success. What are yeah. you, what are you talking about? It's hard as fuck out yeah. here. And even as a parent, it's a very difficult task to raise a child. So even like, you know, your dad being tough on you, mm -hmm. there's some kids that come out of the situation like, I hate my dad. I can't believe he did that. Right. So like, you know, you also got some other factors like you're reading now as well. You got good people in your life that you can look back. I don't know if you always loved your dad for doing that, yeah. but like, for instance, my dad was like very, like he the thing is, I think you said this on one of the other podcasts, like like as a parent, you know your child because it's like there's parts of you in there, Yeah. right? So I think like my dad knew me because there was like things that I struggled with that he used to struggle with as well. So he knew how to like, yo, I don't want you to go down this path or I don't want you to hang out with these people. I don't want you to come at, at this time at night. Like you, you got to be careful. And I, I was like, dude, why you always got to be on my head, man? Yeah. I look back and I'm like, man, if my dad didn't do that, I would be, I would, I, I don't even want to think about where I would be. 
And that's my thing where I, I never thought that way about my dad. We were always on the same page and in sync. Mm. And like, I, you know what I mean? That was like my big guy. And that was my yeah, little guy. Yeah, we yeah. were always my mom. I was like that until I moved out. Mm-hmm. When I moved, I was like, oh, my mom is such a bitch. Like, I don't know oh, why. Man. Oh, my God. Like, why oh, are you man. even here? That was oh, a, wow. like, I just remember thinking that, like, come on now. Like, yeah. me and Pops could do this. I don't yeah, know what you're yeah. doing. And and then now that I moved out, I was like, oh, they really did work as a strong team. Yeah. to get Because my mom was more of like the coach. And my dad was more of like the, the strength coach. Mm. You know, my mom yeah, was like yeah, the yeah. head coach. My dad was a strength coach right, of like, right, right. this is off season work that you're going to need at some point in time. Yeah. And then the head coach of my mom was like, this is what you need to do now. This mm. is homework because mm. you have to pass school. Yeah. And whereas like, dude, I just remember we're going to talk about like just you going out on your own as a developing entrepreneur and getting sure. shit done, dude. Just it was never like I was always, why are we here? Why am I in a classroom? Why mm. are we? I don't get this. I already know this. I'm not using this. So right. it was just that maturity that I was able to develop so young and it was just always like a how about instead of doing this or my biggest thing is you're going to tell me there's only one way to do it Mm. you're a fucking liar you're going to (laughs) look me dead in my face Mrs. Jones and tell me there's only one way to do it no I could do it A, B, C and D so it's like that's been my biggest strength is like school is obviously it you know they give you all these fucking lectures and lessons and then give you a test whereas i've always been give me the test and then i'll find 30 ways to Mm. solve that problem and i know that once i get out of school that's what i'm asking you over your seven years Mm. ahead of me that power of being resourceful when Mm. i used to be called a cheater or Mm. a liar or whatever now when i ask people for help you know what i mean hey can you come on my podcast man i know that we're i'm looking for a certain type of person that wants to come on and tell their story all right yeah i'm busy right now but i can fit you in here all right i'll be there you know what i mean so it's like tell me that like what type of um mindset did you have coming out of college Mm. so take me you went to cerritos obviously yeah. So actually, I, before Surya, so I went. I, by the way, I, we're in Fountain Valley. I grew up. I was born and raised in Fountain Valley. Yeah. Right. This is like our our city motto is a nice place to live. It actually, is a nice place to live. I think I want to live here. Like you know, when I start a family, um, I think it's it's just really cool. So I was born and raised in the suburbs, Fountain Valley, uh, and then right out of high school, I actually went to Compton Community College. Oh, you were his first. I was a yeah. uh, little class. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Okay. So when Rich was at Compton, I was at Compton, and like. I learned so much at Compton, man. When I tell you, like, I was, like, spoiled growing up. I wouldn't say, like, spoiled brat, but if you compare the suburbs of Fountain Valley to Compton. It was a culture shock, huh? Dude, when, when Rich would be like, hey, you got to go for a long run today, bro, that would be the, that would be the fastest long run ever. <laughs> I wouldn't make any eye contact. Like, I would just go in, go out, come back. Like, I was scared, man. And, like, you know, there was things there that I learned, like, uh, I used to complain about not being able to text on my phone. Dude, there was people sharing their grandma's phone, two people sharing their grandma's phone. Oh, and yeah. I'm like... All right, what am I complaining about, right? Dude, so. that's crazy too because I want you to get into like your um, you know, your your Muslim background sure, sure. and talk about stuff like that because if you're like I'm I'm super comfortable low key cuz I'm half black and just yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel more comfortable in that space than I do Are you half black, uh, half white? Uh, I'm half black, half Native American. Okay, okay, okay. So my mom is from um, you know, Yellowstone up there in Montana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of like Big Sky Country. Okay. So I'm half Sioux. So basically we took over um sort of like Montana, the Dakotas up there into Canada okay. and it's like you know the Battle of Little Bighorn? Custer. Okay. Well, anyways, you've yeah. seen it in the movies and stuff. Okay. We, we were the last free people, basically, oh, wow. in America. We fought off uh, settlers, you know, wow. all the way until fuck a hundred years ago or so so yeah but that's basically it so she came from here met my dad they had me so here i am tall tan are you you a are you only child no i have one younger sister how how much younger she's seven years younger than me she just started her first day shout out to lily 
her first day of high school like last week so that's where like i'm kind of able to come in right now and be like oh i remember how this was like your first year of high school and you feel so these kids are other and that's just kind of those things too of how different siblings are to where we had the same very similar childhood whereas when we moved around a bunch when i was a kid i took that as an ability to reinvent myself learn things blah 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 there's no half black half native american kids in my school Mm. so what do i do is i go oh it's cool you're white you're black yeah come on over you know what i mean like what's up guys chop it up whoop de whoop whereas like lily has Mm. struggled with like where is my place at Mm. whereas i said this whole place is mine Mm. like what do you mean let's go to other schools like she has no interest in you know what i mean like doing that so that's where i'm helping her just like you do with your niece or something like that of just trying to beat her with as much confidence as i can to the point where she's just like do you think you're a motivational speaker sometimes? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I mean, I'm just, this is what I do. Yeah. So it's just one of those funny yeah, things. Yeah. But what about you? How many siblings? I know your brother. Yeah. So I have two older sisters Two. So we're, f- there's five of us and we're all two years apart. So I have a older sister. She's married, just had a kid. I have a, and my next one has a sister as well. Um, she's married. She has a, my niece and nephew. And then my older brother, he's a DO. Uh, he actually does a van life. So he's a doctor and he lives out of a van. Okay. It's pretty nutty. Where does he live? Uh, so he works out of Palm Springs. He's doing his residency in Palm Springs right okay, now. Okay, that's yeah, crazy. Really cool. Shout out what, to him, Mary. So what kind of van are we talking? It's uh, like a, one of those Sprinter vans. No, like, no, no, no. Yeah. Hold on. Are we talking like, you know, 1970 GMC? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> he has like a newer, I think it's like a Dodge Ram No, oh yeah. He's got he's got the, the Trail Pro Master. Pro Master. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, he's legit. And he has like the bed in there. He has like a sink. Like he did flooring, insulation, Those things are pretty lights. good on gas too. Yeah. I, I mean, get for one. the most part. He doesn't have to pay for rent. Ah, there you right? go. Yeah. So he's he, he's he's doing his thing. So there's him, and then there's me. Is he married? He is not married. So he's not married. I'm not married. My okay. younger brother is married, and he uh, is two years younger than me. Okay. And just before we kind of get into this background and like the cultural, this this stuff isn't something that I'm super familiar with. So sure. I'm gonna go ahead and be vulnerable and sure, let me sure. know if there's something that like I have a question on. I'm super yeah, interested yeah, yeah. in um, like you. Muslim culture. Yeah. So I gotta and... correct you. So there's no Z in the word Muslim. It's an S. So you got to say it with S. Okay. Muslim. Muslim. Yeah. Okay. All right. So So now, for instance, the next time you meet a Muslim person, and if you say, hey, are you Muslim? It's going to be automatic connection because you're saying it right. Just like, you know, when you say my name properly. Yeah. There's there's another, there's a higher level connection. When you say Muslim properly, the media butchers it. I don't know why. Yeah. Because it's it's probably somebody from Texas or something like that. And that's all. Everybody's like, dude, you guys just can't pronounce stuff right? Come on. It's like, it's not even that hard. I got you. I got you. So it's yeah. with an S, not a Z. Correct. Muslim. Correct. Muslim. Okay. You yeah. Sound like a professional. Heck yeah. All right. So, but it's one of those things where you know me. I need repetition, yeah, and then yeah, I'll yeah, get yeah. in. But yeah, I'll definitely work on that. I got and you. Try to lock that in. Go ahead and let me know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one thing of like just you're definitely a big advocate for your community i'll say that you know you you wear it proudly you wear it hard and you're like i said you're somebody who i feel comfortable asking about your customs your traditions how does that stuff work as far as navigating it throughout your you know your day-to-day is it can it get a little weird you know you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. whereas i know you you only know one way and that's being you and that's what we're about on this podcast is just be fucking you and it's gonna work out by the way so it could be weird like i asked you if you could sit down and take a piss right yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) okay we can talk about that uh, i don't know but like you know like you know i think now like if you're at a certain level of relationship or communication with somebody I think they can understand, like, I think, and it's, I think it's more, I think they respect you more 
if yeah. you if you have your standards. Yeah, and the thing is, is we have such a kind of like brotherly back and forth yeah, yeah, anyways, yeah. just because we've spent so much time, you know, throughout athletics and stuff that right, like, right, right. it's fine and I feel comfortable doing whatever. But you're talking about that's something to where like, if I'm growing into a successful businessman or woman, mm -hmm. um, the idea of maybe having a space to where people can practice what they need to practice yeah, not, from all life And forms. that's not a, that's not a, uh, something that like is talked about in the workspace. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So even like my clients, like I work with like everybody and like, since it's my company, like if I want to talk about faith, we can talk about faith. Mm -hmm. It's like totally cool. Like the guys from Chapman, they're Jewish. They're super cool. And like, we just have a good time. Like if they're like, Hey, I have this holiday or that holiday, everyone's like super chill. And so like the Jewish people have hella holidays. My yeah, mom yeah. used to work for a Jewish <laughs> university and she would tell me there's like yeah, yeah, three yeah. times as amount as like what we got. And they're all like paid time yeah. off, oh, stuff wow. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think my brother went to a Jewish, uh, like medical school too. Okay. Yeah. So I think he, they had some like holidays too. But you said you're able to just like rock and roll with like, yeah, they're like super cool. But like, like, the, like, uh, to bring it all back, like when I was younger, um, like I was Muslim all my life, but yeah. like, I wasn't like the most confident about it. Like we pray five times a day, like in my house, like I kind of look Muslim too, but like when I was younger, like people thought I was like half Mexican or black, like yeah, no one you, really knew. you look like my brother a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a little darker. I just ran tracks. So some people were like, okay, it's one of the dudes like, it's cool. But like after like nine 11, so that was 2001, I think I was in third grade. Like my parents were also like a little bit more nervous, right? They, they're both born in Pakistan. They're like, Hey man, I want to make sure my family's safe. And I felt like like things kind of changed. And I, and I was young. I couldn't really understand. But, like, I felt like people were kind of, like, a little bit more distant. Like, maybe your your friends and stuff never said that. But they're, like, you know, maybe their parents said something to them. And they're, like, oh, maybe their family's, like, one of those people, right? Mm. That's actually I started gravitating towards black people. Like, oh. a majority of my friends. Because I was, like, dude, they, you know, they've been having years and years. Uh, yeah, we get the years struggle. of struggles, yeah. right? So I was like, dude, I can relate because like, you know, our people are going through a struggle right now, right? Mm -hmm. And like, you know, I think the most people knew about Islam or like me being Muslim was like, oh, like he wouldn't eat food when we were fasting. So we fast for 30 days out of the year. And like, I would just say, oh yeah, I'm not working. I'm not eating right now. Right. Oh, or like okay. I wouldn't eat pepperoni pizza. So like, oh, yeah, husband doesn't eat pepperoni pizza. And like sometimes would you just say like you don't like pepperoni? Yeah. Like I wouldn't what? like yeah. I wouldn't really say because I wasn't like I didn't know. And then I didn't even know enough about my religion to say why or why I don't do something. Right. Mm -hmm. But as I got older, like even in high school, like for instance, like uh, I started understanding a little bit more, but then in college, when I went to school in Missouri, that's when I really like, like just had like an epiphany where like, uh, like I said, I said like my name's Hassan. Mm -hmm. Like when I, w I went from private school to, to public school and the, my first day of public school, when I was introducing myself, the teacher was like, hey, you know, class, we have a new student. And, and they're like, oh, what's, what's your name? And I was like, oh, my name's Hassan. And the teacher's like, okay, everyone, welcome Hassan. Mm -hmm. And I had this like, there was like in my house was Hassan. And then like the public knew me as Hassan. And I remember when I was going to Missouri, my older brother came with me. And, uh, uh, you know, I was introducing myself. And they're like, oh, what's your name? My name's, my name's uh, uh, Hassan. And then like afterwards, my brother's like, hey, you know what, dude? You can start again, bro. Why don't you say your name right? Like, you yeah. know, it's like a, a new beginning, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I guess you're right. And I was like, dude, and even when I went, like, Missouri's like the Bible Belt. And my parents were like, hey, like, you know, like, why don't you have your beard shorter? Or like, you know, when you go for Friday prayer, don't wear like, you know, uh, our cultural clothing, like, we'll wear like a longer kind of robe. And they're like, hey, just, you know, don't, don't, too much outwardly stuff, like custom. We know you're like extrovert, but just be a little bit careful. And I was like, whatever, man. I'm going to just like go for it. Like, I think it's okay. And I think like, um, I'll be okay. So when I, when my brother told me, he's like, Hey, just say your name. Right. That was like the opening. Like I would like introduce and people knew me. Like I also like visibly looked Muslim mm. 
And people, they've never met a Muslim in their life. In Missouri. Never. Oh, of course. Like yeah. my, my, some of my friends are like, oh, you, you speak really good English. And I was like, yeah, I was born here, That's man. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Like they couldn't pronounce my name. Like I think one of my best friends to today, the first time he, he, he met me, he's like, oh, Saddam, nice to meet you. But he didn't, he didn't, wasn't, he wasn't saying it on purpose. He was just like, uh, like he's just oh, like, oh, that was a name that sounded yeah. right. Oh, and I was okay. like, okay, no, no, no. Like, and it was like my opportunity to teach people. Yeah. And, um, it was, it was amazing. And I, I felt like that made me more comfortable being Muslim. And like my friends from Missouri, man, they're some of the best people. I'm not, I'm not negating any of my good people here in Fountain Valley and everyone went to high school with, but like, I mean, they respect my religion. They take care of me. Like they understand like things that I either don't do or do. Uh, and they're super respectful. Yeah. Right. And I think that helped me practice. Even when I came back, it like made it easier to talk to people about religion too because that's like it's a huge it's a huge part of my life yeah no i like that and um dude i hear the same like now that i i'm kind of upset that i was messing up the name too because the other comedian with mm. the same and Hodge. It, it, is it is it the same name or it's not the no, same no i think name? so he used to he used to be called he used to say hassan minhaj right yeah and then he and then he's like hey my name's hassan, that, that's right? what i heard too and he did it on late night yeah, but yeah, i think yeah. he's i believe he's from india he's I in yeah, india know. pakistan almost very very similar they're right next to each other yeah but uh yeah same name as me yeah so that's cool um is it a common name yeah hassan's a pretty common name yeah i think i got you that's what's up dude you got into pakistan too i'm really pissed that hannah's not here because hannah is a she's a bit of a unicorn like when i pulled hannah out of the crop i thought bro i was getting like a huntington beach like beach girl like i was just like oh i know what we're getting or backup plan was like she's a southern belle maybe they Mm, came from texas or something like that by the way what is southern what does the bell mean southern bell yeah i don't know i don't either because i remember like i was looking like a girl like i'm also trying to get uh i'm like actively looking to find a spouse okay and someone like the way like people there's like a there's like a uh what do you call it People have like these intros about them. They're like, "Hey, my name's this. I'm uh, like, this is a little bit about my family." Uh-huh. And they write a little bit about them. So like, one of the girls' profiles had said like, "I'm a Southern Belle," and I was like, "I was like, is that like a Disney thing or reference?" I, I don't think it's a Disney thing. All right, you ready? Yeah. Peggy Hill is a self-proclaimed Southern Belle in the Texas-based animated series King of the Hill. What the hell? The X-Men? What are we talking about? No, this isn't it at all. Okay, hold on. When did the term Southern Belle originate? The notion of the Southern Belle dates back to the 19th century when it was a cheery name given to a specific sort of white person who flourished in the American South before the end of the Civil War. Mm. I think because what does a bell do? Ding, 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 Mm. ding. What does a, a Texas woman do? Hi, how you doing? Mm. You know, what's going on? Come on in. You want some lemonade? Okay, we got okay, a casserole okay. on the thing, you okay, know, blah, okay. blah, blah. So I think because of, she's so cheery. She's mm. a bell. She's very radiant. Mm. Okay, okay. That's my theory. I'm happy you had that yeah, question yeah, yeah. and we were able to That's look good. it up. That's good. Um, well, back to Hannah, though, is we're going to – honestly, I'm telling you, I'm going to get her on board. We're going to get a new interface and okay. start because, honestly, I think the thing was is she just time and then, obviously, we can only record with two mics right there. Yeah, so yeah. it's been a little more intimate. She spent time in Pakistan. So oh, her no dad is – so they're from Sweden, right? Okay. But her dad uh, – I've been talking about him a lot lately. I yeah. hope he listens to these He's episodes and really appreciates all the yeah. fucking clout I'm giving him <laughs> on here. It's like one of those things where, like, also him, too, is, like, him being European and Sweden. Yeah. I never had that, like – 
that thing that I was preparing all my life for, for like that firm handshake <laughs> of like, I'll fuck you up. And I'm like, no, you won't. You know what I mean? He's just been a good guy to the point where yeah. like I was hesitant for like years up until, you know, recently yeah. where I'm like, oh, you actually don't have an angle. Like you want me to win. You know what I mean? Or like, you know, usually it's like, I got to, how are you going to parallel park that yeah, truck? Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I'm like, no, I could parallel. I, I got yeah, it. Let's yeah, back yeah. it in there. And there's just none of that. Like he'll help so you. He'll funny. be like, hey, come to the right a little bit. And there's no like fucking dipshit like you know what i mean so uh he's a swedish army with the united nations i believe he did two tours around the middle east and um anyways he took the girls to syria when they were very little and then she went to pakistan when she was about six or seven or but they did a whole tour out there and then um they moved out to america they won the green card lottery came out here and they the girls were in high school obviously i met her uh, at Cerritos because they were training, uh, you know, Taylor was mm, training. That's right, how we right, met, right. blah, blah, blah. And the rest is history. But, um, yeah, no, she is like way more, has more brown outlooks. Like she's wow. more, she's more pro brown than I am, nice, to be honest nice, with you. Nice, I'm nice. like, uh, I'm you making know. you more brown, more pro brown today. Yeah. You see what I'm saying <laughs> though? Where it's like, we'll see. And that's been my biggest thing though, is as an American yeah, and as a native American, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Where I go, no, I've been here for thousands. You yeah. know what I mean? Fuck that 1776 yeah. shit. I've been here since the start of this yeah, fucker yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'll go all the way back. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where like as an indigenous person, it's even harder for me yeah. to really break out of that shell and understand how big the globe is. And without having that immigrant story mm. in my lineage, because, you know, it's either we were the first people here or we were enslaved and take it. That's right, my right. my makeup of my people. So you innately have have your parents who came yeah. in give me a little bit of the immigrant because we we love that on our yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. like what's your parents background yeah, so my, my my dad was uh i think 20 or 28 and my mom was 18 their 10-year gap when they got married and then uh i mean america was like the land of opportunity mm-hmm. so they they i remember they they moved here and they just like went for it that's what's up so they came over together yeah yeah they came that's over nice. they got married and they came over i think they first like were in san diego okay so a lot of my mom's family what year <sighs> around what time do you so remember I was born 1960 so it would be 78 88 so 88 no, was it 88 no no so late 80s i was born 93 and then 91 90 or 89 87 maybe like 86 but it sounds like because yeah. you don't know he wasn't beating that into your head in his no, childhood no, no, he no, wasn't no. like one of those you know like, what hey, i mean you know, like yeah, yeah. like but hey. we knew Right. Oh, you already knew. So like, it was It was just like uh, you, you know, we just know like my parents my parents aren't from here. Okay. So my question though is the immigrant story that I've been hearing a mm. lot of lately is like, "Hey, I came here, so you better be a fucking doctor." Mm. Or something. That was just yeah, we just knew that they wanted like they had high standards, okay. right? Like my dad did want me to be a doctor. Okay. I told him no in 7th grade. That was I think our relationship changed a lot. And even now like, you know, friends, I own a business now and he's like he's had a job all of his life. Right. So he's like, oh, there's no security. And I told, I told my dad, I call my dad Baba. And I was like, Baba, like, I'll be okay. Like, let yeah. me, let me just, I got, this is in me and I got to do it. I know it's not like doctor or lawyer. Like, and how does he look at the outlook though of the unlimited ceiling, the sky it's so possibilities? Different. It's so different for him. It's yeah. just uh, something he's used to. Right. It's just so, so different to him. But I always told him, I was like, look, I'm doing okay. Like, you know, we have a team. Like, I, like, I, I always try to figure out ways that he'll understand, like, hey, you know what? Huston's okay. Like, he's doing a thing. It's different, but, but he's okay. Um, and even like, for instance, we built the business in my house and now we got the office. So like even having the office, my dad's like, Oh, okay. This guy's like actually serious about this stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, we knew like, uh, 
even my like, like they always worked hard like my dad had like multiple jobs my mom had multiple jobs it was five of us like she was going to nursing school taking us with her. like it was just crazy stuff mm-hmm. and they they like went for it when they came like mad respect to my parents man like like that drive like we saw the way they raised us and that gives you like this like i feel like i have an unfair advantage man yeah like my parents hustled their face off sometimes when i think like i'm hustling it's nothing like my mom or dad. Did, yeah. And that's my thing too, dude, is when I look back and um, like I luckily I was able to reconnect with my grandpa like mm. two weeks ago or so. Nice. We had to go pick up Hannah's car in Barstow. Now, by the way, when you say reconnect, were you not close with him? I, I've been in a hole a little bit. Okay. I've, I've just now around the start of this podcast, I'm, I'm coming out of that hole. Just mm. I would say a little bit before COVID, I was I was really in a, a space of hardened. Like mm. it was really hard where that was how I was perceiving success. From your... No, no, no. Just from my idea of oh, how, like how am I going to get, how do I want to get what I want? Mm. And I mean, think about me and Rich talked about this too, of, um, he's talking about like, I'm reading Adam Grant's give and take right now, which okay. he recommended. And it was the opportunity of like, you know, there's givers, takers, and matchers. Mm. I was a, a taker, maybe a matcher at best, mm. sort of a few years ago of like, I'm going to go through you. Mm. Hannah has been able to sort of unravel a lot of that and like pull that empathetic side out of me. And then, for example, like I had another mentor that really sat down and he was like, hey, man, I understand that by you, you understand that by being as masculine as you are, you're only setting yourself up for one mode. You're actually being Mm. weak because now the way Hassan is looking at me, now I got to think, hey, do I got to go fight him over there? Do I got to go dominate that guy (laughs) when it's like now? It's also the athlete in you, too. Yeah. So, and the thing is, is my athletics also improved once I became less stiff and rigid and was able to become more fluid. And the way you, the way you identify with competition changes as well. It's Mm -hmm. probably grown, right? It's not like, dude, like I got to kill, like, dude, we can all win. Yeah. Right. And the better you do, the better I do. You know, it's just, it's just and that was something that I learned through doing the deck too, though, is just like being in that environment. And those of, people do deck people are different, man. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they come from all walks of life. And my biggest thing, dude, was just like, what, what do you do your first deck? I'm looking at this guy over here. I'm yeah. looking at Hassan over here running the hundred. Well, well, hold on. Let me compare him to him. Yeah. Whereas the whole time, why is he cheering me on? I'm confused. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Right, I don't right, get right. why am I confused? I just got last. Well, dude, it's your first deck. You're not going to yeah. be good. Like yeah. it's, it's and your, we're also th- like, it's crazy because the deck is, it's an individual competition and it's a full-on competition right so it's like it's a different you know it's like i remember rich would tell me like he was like when he was an athlete like he would like mentally like mess with people and like all this stuff and he's like dude but like in the deck it changes Mm -hmm. like we it it like you see someone pr dude like instead of like oh dude forget that guy like uh, uh like no no it's like dude that's amazing all right watch like thank you for that i'm yeah. gonna go for it right now yeah you feel like the pr energy is in the air yeah, now man, like, we oh, share shit, it dude. something in the air right now yeah. like oh when we're you get, flying you get good vibes especially during a competition especially during a decathlon where everyone's like really going for it because like you know like decks in general you don't have the, the biggest crowds out there right so like mm-hmm. we're also our own biggest like crowd yeah. you know rallying people on and i think like that environment that really changed competition for me too. Yeah. And like I said, my biggest thing was I was playing football, man. And, you know, I was I was a good receiver doing stuff in high school, playing ball. You know, like I was very aggressive. So yeah, it was yeah, fine. Yeah. Uh, let's say I would win like the homecoming game. Game winning touchdown. Everything you dream yeah, about, yeah, right? Yeah. You got right there next to the girls, everything. Yeah. Boom, boom, I won. Take your helmet off. 
I I didn't care about that as much as I cared about a Jav PR. You see mm. what I'm saying? Something like a getting over a new height in pole vault. Mm. There's nobody there. I yeah. just I we get at a packed stadium in uh, yeah. at West Torrance. You know what I mean? Everybody, yeah, yeah Venture, he fucking yeah. did that. I'm the man. I didn't care about that as much because I was doing it for other people mm. versus doing it for myself. You know what I mean? So it's like once I started transitioning, that's what I want to talk about. Is like I've always struggled. I think throughout traditional schooling or sure. like competition and stuff because i've always known that i wanted to either be around leaders that are further down the path than me that i respect sure or um you know what i mean sort of be on my own thing and and be able to kind of hunt on my own and get mm. my thing because i know that there's so many resources out there even today sure. to help comparing it to like what you said with your pops and grind and my grandpa came out of the Jim Crow South. You know mm. what I mean? Like there's there's no reason why he should be the multimillionaire that he is today uh, coming out of Pine Bluff, does he, Arkansas. Does he need marketing, by the way? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> you got to understand he's cheap as hell. Oh, so it, it, you're, you're talking about an old black man from Pine Bluff, Arkansas okay, coming okay. out of the 60s. Okay, okay. But he doesn't even hire somebody to fix his own garage if wow. it goes down. He he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. it's like he's one of those. But – when I think about what he had to do, going, what were his options? Go to the army, go to school. He, mm. he did both. You know what I mean? And now I'm thinking about how hard am I, am I going right now? Mm. Or we just, like I said, we just talked to Vince right now. Um, yeah. By the, the way, you, you were saying that uh, you reconnected with him. That's kind of what we're... Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, it was just one of those things of like, I felt like they weren't reaching out. And like, uh, here's the thing is I think I saw Hannah's family and mm. I got a little bit upset at my family maybe mm. because Hannah's family is great like that wow. is what i'm going to build because they like come that. over they, what i'm saying is her grandparents in their mid 80s will fly from sweden way the fuck over there all the way to la to come yeah. say hi my grandparents are two hours away why can't why and then they drive to la and then mm. don't even let me know that they're there you know oh, what i mean yeah, so it was yeah. just one of those things where it was like i wasn't really rocking with them but i mean you know, we came in and they it, it's just kind of how they are you know yeah. what i mean so you just got to I realized in talking to Hannah, like, just appreciate the time that you have with them, yeah. man. I drive through Barstow to get to Vegas to see yeah. my parents anyways. Why can't I spend an hour or two yeah. just sitting around listening to stories? You know what's funny? Like, family, like, by the way, everyone has a different family dynamic, right? Mm -hmm. And then you seeing that through Hannah's family, you're like, man, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm going to go for it, too. Like, let me, let me see if I can get my family together. But, like, yesterday, I was five brothers and sisters. It was, like, the first time we went out. We got coffee and donuts. And it was, like, the first time we all sat together and, like, so long. I mean, I grew up with these guys, my sisters and my brothers. And I like, we were sitting there. I was like, dude, I remember the last time we ever did this. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, it like, it goes to show you that like, we're, we're moving by, things are going so fast. Like it, it doesn't hurt to spend time with the people you love. Yeah. And then you don't ever want to regret like not yeah, being with them. I get that. And the thing is, is that I was looking at it also from a point of like, I, I, I always try to look at the positive side of things. So just having like, you know what I mean is how do I explain this in like a kind of nice way is if my parents passed away today, mm. it's a really weird thing. And I know I'm unique at this. It's mm. like, I really am appreciative of my pops for what he was able to do because I know that there's my best friend, Daniel, let's say, didn't grow up with his pops. You see mm. what I'm saying? So it's like for me to get all that, those superpowers that he gave me, yeah. I'm really happy that I had 22 years with him. And what I'm going to do is I, I go straight to like, what would he want me to do if he was here? Mm. Fucking pick up the baton, get to work yeah. and continue rolling on what you were doing. Yeah. I was listening to this other podcast earlier today where this guy, 
uh, signed a hundred million dollar deal with the Cleveland Browns or wow. something like that. Uh, I, Denzel Ward, I believe, is his name. Something like that. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I don't know him either. I just know he signed a hundred million. I hear a hundred million. I yeah, go, yeah, who's yeah. that? You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. he, his pa- father passed away while he was in college, and he was gonna quit football. So, and then his mom had to re-talk him into quitting football. I just didn't understand that mindset, man. Mm. So it's like, if because I know that if I were to pass away right now, what are you going to do? Oh, what would venture I'm going to do? Keep doing growth university. Mm. Fucking keep going, man. Mm. Like, yeah, be sad for a little while, but like, know that I'm here and like, shit on the, in the afterlife, I'm making some deals for mm. you right now. Like, mm. yo, bro, get him this business right now. Like, just slide it his way. I promise. All right, Jesus. Like, I got that. You know what I mean? Like. Okay. Whoever's up there doing whatever's going on, okay. you know what I mean? Okay. So, uh, yeah, that was like a side tangent. Yeah. But it was like just how I look at it is my family, I kind of look at it objectively. Like I'm just because you're related to me doesn't quote unquote mean that you're family. Mm-hmm. Just like if you're not related to me, I can still sort of adopt you as in that familiar familial role. Mm. You know what I mean? You gotta actively like invest in those relationships. So you guys might be related by blood, but like you guys wanna be family. It goes for like even your friends or even Hannah. Like you're putting in effort every day. That's what I'm saying. Do the same thing with your family. That's what I'm saying. So it was one of those things where like the reason why we had a fallen out was just because I had so many fucking crackhead cousins and uncles Mm. and people that are just like so checked out. You know what I mean? The I'm like it's whatever. I just kind of cleaned the house and mm-hmm. was like, hey, I'm on my own thing. Wow. But like my immediate family is good, but I just don't have right, cousins, right, right. relatives, uncles and stuff like that. So, yeah, I come from a big family, so it's very different. From, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I want to hear about your family over in Pakistan. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad, I think, he has six brothers and sisters. My grandmother, by the way, she has 18 brothers and sisters. Whoa. Same mom, somebody same dad. was getting busy. Yeah. So we, have, we just want to say a big family. Like we have a very, very big family. Um, but you know, my, my father, I'm very like my father in a sense where he is a networker. Like he'll go and he'll call like the way he was raised. So I, six brothers and sisters, but he has like family friends that like, I've always thought we were related. We're never related. He just like always kept good ties and relationships with them. If I want to go somewhere, I'll, I'll say, Hey Baba, do you know anyone here? He's like, Oh, hit up this guy. You can stay at his house. Like, Ah. so like even when I go to Pakistan, if I'm going by myself, like there's people there that like are as close as family. Mm. And that came through my through my father. So like going there, like I think Pakistan's amazing. One is so like we only eat here. We eat hand slaughtered meat. Like as Muslims, we eat hand slaughtered meat. So like we won't eat meat from like Stater Brothers or like we we have to know where it's coming from and if it was like properly slattered in an Islamic matter. Yeah. So like for instance, we, when you ask me like what's it like like in my home country in Pakistan, dude, I can eat whatever I want over there. Like they have McDonald's there, they have Carl's Jr. And it's oh. like it's amazing, man. Like yeah. I just what I really do enjoy eating food. So like that's one. The other two is like. Everyone looks like you over there, so you feel like comfortable and safe. I feel that uh, the clothes over there are cool. Like Pakistan's a cool. It's a cool place. It's a it's a, it's a, it's a cool. It's beautiful too. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. There's so many different like uh, terrains in Pakistan. So you can go to the mountains. You can go in the river. Um, there's Greenland. I mean, there's so many different things there, and the food the food culture there's amazing. That's what's up, bro. And a bunch of family. Like I love going to Pakistan. Cause I got family. Like you know, when you're close, like think about if Hannah lived in like. Australia. You're like, oh, I love Australia. Why do you love Australia? My girlfriend's there. I love my girlfriend, right? Yeah. So, like, I love, like, a lot of my family, like, we're, we're, we maybe we don't talk all the time, but we have, like, we also grew up together when we were younger. Like, we would travel together as a family or we would, like, spend time with them. So, like, even though we're older now, we're like, that, that feeling of love and connection still there. So, when I go over to Pakistan, it's like, it's fun. I'm going there in December, actually. My cousin's getting married. So, that's sad. It's been a while. I like that. Yeah. Uh, older cousin, younger cousin? She is, I think, same age. Maybe, oh, cool. yeah, maybe one year older than me. And that's my thing, dude, is where, I'm a big guy on traveling. Yeah. I'm trying to get out there. I hate hate traveling, by the way. 
Trap. Well, hold on. Don't. I'm not saying get on the plane, but you don't like going to new places. I actually, yeah, I don't like. I don't. Oh, like so you're actually travel. talking about traveling? Like you don't want to go to Brazil right now? Not because no. you don't like the flight, but you're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, I just don't like traveling. Oh, all right, cool. Yeah. My thing that I'm getting. I travel a lot, by the way. It's I got so you. <laughs> I got you. My thing with traveling is that when I get to a new place, I understand that like these humans are humans. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? There's people out there that it's like make your world exposure leads to expansion therefore yeah. like fucking go out there see the people what's in china yeah. for me and right even, now for instance like with hannah's family right you were saying like it was so different like mm-hmm. her father was so different like i think for you experiencing different cultures going out and traveling it's going to help you grow as well yeah i even think for me too but it's just that's what i'm saying and my thing is back to that whole like shedding that kind of hardened skin that i had is i realized that by sort of becoming more like empathetic and understanding of people's situations and what's going on and not putting like my definition of happiness on you right maybe uh, you and i both work very hard but let's say somebody who just wants to be like maybe the janitor at your company and they're super happy doing that i was looking that as like what is this failure doing but if they're good to see their kids doing all that wabda wabda like it's it's success right there so the thing that i was looking at man is just by me sort of immersing myself in different places and becoming more global i'm going to improve as a communicator for sure by improving as a better communicator i provide more value absolutely so i think my thing is like one of my favorite quotes man by um shit james baldwin Mm. is i'm gonna pull it up right now james baldwin right Oh, bro, hundreds of books. He's a gay black poet. Oh, wow. From, I want to say like the 40s, from like almost wow. 100 years ago. Let me pull it up real quick, just so I don't like jack it up. Sure. I know we're high energy. Um, James Baldwin. By the way, you've been reading a lot lately, huh? I've been fucking books up, bro. I've been... When did you start getting into books? Like, what got you to that? Oh, let's get into that spark. Yeah, my first mentor. But let Mm. me hit you with this quote real quick. And then really, it's going to close out like this thought. We can disagree, quote. Okay, I got you right here. James Baldwin said, We can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. Interesting. Do you see what I'm saying? So I know it's super deep and it's super in there, but I'll go one more time. We can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. So basically when I hit that one, that one fucked my whole world up for like a straight week, dude, because I was so divisive in my thinking. And I think a lot of people around me and around us in society is very divisive. Mm. And I go, no, 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 no. He just wrote what I've been thinking, but couldn't put it that eloquently Mm. to say. And I go, I don't care if you're from Pakistan or Mm. what's going on. Are are you rooted in my, you know, in Mm. the, the failure of my success? No, you want me to succeed? We can work together. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't care if you do this or do that or if you hate this or hate that. Guess Mm. what? You hate hamburgers. I love hamburgers. That doesn't mean that we can't be cool, bro. Are you trying to oppress me? No. Mm. I'm not trying to do that to you, bro. Let's fucking love each other. So that's what it's about, man. And that's like really what I want to close out with. But I've been reading a lot i've been getting way back into it i took a little bit of a break just due to like school and yeah. trying to finish they you know they were giving me bullshit ass books to yeah. read in school By the way, what are you going to school for right now 
sociology. You okay. know what I'm going to do when I get out, though? Mm. I'm going into real estate uh, investment, real estate lending right. back okay, in the South that. Bay. Really so that's what I'm doing. and Or I'm going to at least try my best to do right now because there's a guy out there that I was working for that I really like what he's got right, going right, on. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're the guy that I think... I want to sort of build a similar mm. path with okay. and that's what he's doing. So that's going to be my first week out and he's developing like a lot of the uh, tech behind like investment financing, nice, stuff like nice. that. That's really cool. big stuff. What's his name again? What's what? What's his name? His name? Yeah. Uh, His name is Matthew. Okay. Um, you call him, you call him Matt? He goes by yeah, Matt. he goes by Matt. Uh, I'll leave him. I'll leave him closed okay, out okay, right okay, now. Okay, I, okay. I don't. I don't know if I have his consent to just okay, be blowing okay. yeah, him up you, like I that. You, I got you. But he's a super good guy, and I cool. fuck with him. Um, what were we talking about? How you got into books? Lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. my first mentor. His name. His name's Braden Dragoo. Okay. And I remember when I was like sixteen or seventeen. He's actually my parents are a client of his. He's a big finance guy, mm. and he like owns his own finance company and does stuff like that. Yeah. And he does other things. Real estate. He's just a really like thoroughbred entrepreneur up in Washington. Yeah. We were living in Texas at the time. He came in and just started singing and dancing how wow. he did, and I was like, oh. You, I, you know you can feel it. I was yeah. like, oh, I feel that energy. I need to know what you do. So he ended up flying me out to wow. come stay with him for a couple of days. And he was just showing me everything. I remember, dude, we got off the plane. This is a funny story. We got, literally got off the plane and like buttfuck nowhere. He picks me up and he goes to one of his, his uh, rental properties. Mm. And we had to evict this guy that was just like wow. cracked out. And like he deserved to be evicted. Right. He had like trashed the house. Sure. Shit was everywhere. And he was like, get your shit. You know, get the fuck out. This and that. And I was like, yeah, he deserved that. You needed Dang. that. But I just remember he was doing so many things and had his hands in so many different pots. Yeah. And then he handed me uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad right. was the first one. And then we went with like 10X Rule by okay. Grant Carter. Just like yeah, those yeah. basic ones that are True. on, you know, the Everything. cover of yeah. Barnes and Noble, stuff like that. Yeah. And then that really exposed my mind to starting to find the roots of things like go mm. behind the why what is going on is this going to get me to where i want to yeah. be why did they do that so by the way i think we first connected so i know we were like when we were uh, competing together like i think either you like commented on like there was a book or something or you were reading a book or something i don't remember like exactly but i remember like either i post something out of a book and you're like oh that's a cool book or i read that or something that i read that you posted and i was like oh this guy like not everybody reads you know like after college there's a statistic like if someone like reads, opens to read the book, they won't even finish the book. We'll only get to like the first two pages. Yeah, bro. I also heard another stat that was like 80% of people will never get through the first chapter of yeah. a book that they buy. Something wild like that. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Dude, another one that fucked me up, Mark Twain. You know Mark Twain mm -hmm. said, there's no difference between a person who can't read and a person that doesn't read. Wow. So that person is no more valuable. What the fuck is the point of being literate if you're not going to – I don't like reading. The reason why people don't like reading is because they handed you The Great Gatsby when sure. you were a sophomore in high I, school. By the way, I read The Great Gatsby and I liked it. Okay. I watched <laughs> the movie and still passed all the tests. I like it. But I, like all right. it I like it. I like it. I, I like the movie. Yeah, but there, there are things – you were reading stuff that you didn't like and now you're like you associate, you associate that to all reading. Yeah. Because it's big generalization but there's so much – good stuff in that's like saying i didn't like this chipotle yeah. burrito so i don't eat food anymore mm. <laughs> the fuck what are you doing yeah, yeah it just doesn't make sense bro so that's a good so, analogy. but yeah that was like super deep and it just really changed my mind of like 
I just always knew. And that was my whole thing with sports, bro. It's like when sports were over, yeah. there was no big like pity party for me, stuff mm. like that. Because I just knew that I was never interested in being like uh, in the NFL, bro. Sure. I just wanted a fat contract. Mm. Like I just wanted the money. I didn't really want like because right, right. I don't need that like that validation from mm. other people of like, oh, it would be great to play. I'd be like, it'd be great to sign a fat check. And then yeah. I started hearing about other things. I was like, wait a minute. Who's the guy that owns the team? Yeah. Oh, this guy bought the Panthers. What does he do? Oh, hedge funds. Oh, what what is that? You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, Start looking yeah. into that. Oh, fuck that. I'm not trying to be an employee for the Panthers. I'm trying to be that guy. Yeah, so cool. I want to go segue last deep thing that we can get into of like, how do you feel about starting your own business, which mm. I'm really super like, that's a really admirable thing. And I'm yeah. really proud of you for doing that. And I Appreciate look up it. to you for Thanks doing so that. But it's like, how are you? um seeing things going as far as growth university mm. um and it's early it's still in its infancy yeah. right now yeah. where do you see it going and what is the core values of this establishment yeah so growth university like the saying that we have is do something today that your future self will thank you for right like just doing like doing something remember like uh when i was in high school one of the first track meets that my dad went to was like my master's competition and he never he's not really into sports and he's like he texts me and he's like, just go for it. And I was like, just go for it. And like, I would think about this stuff. It's like this idea of like doing and really like just going for it, man. So like in, in regards to growth university, it's growth university, media and, and advertising. And, um, I, one is I know advertising that, that it's like, it's going to continue to grow and grow and grow. And I enjoy the, the one thing I really, really enjoy is like part of my job is consulting. So like I, I get to see all these different businesses and not only the business, but I get to like spend time with the business owners and these CEOs and I get to choose my clients. So I get to choose good people and good businesses I get to work with and also grow together with them. So mm -hmm. like not only do we talk about advertising, like we can share, like I'm a CEO, they're a CEO and we get to share our struggles, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it, sometimes it gets very difficult. There's a lot of stress. There's days where I'm like, dude, what am I doing? Like, but like being able to share that with somebody else that's also going through the same struggles, it makes it a lot easier. So on the advertising side, advertising is going to be there for the next who knows how many years. It's going to get into the metaverse. Like there's going to be some big, big things coming yeah. and I want to be prepared for that as well. Uh, number two is in, in regards to the media side is like we're also going to be dropping our own like organic line of content as well. Our own podcast, like getting all the pieces together, like getting a spot. Like I ran out of space in my house mm. and like when I got like this having the office, it like open my brain up. Like I could breathe a little bit. I was like, okay, I can do my podcast now. I want to interview people that I've gone through. Like, just like you get to interview people that get lessons from, I want to go and interview people that have gone through maybe a difficult time in their life and grown. Yeah. And maybe someone hears that story and maybe they're going through that same thing, whether it's depression, whether it's uh, substance abuse, whether they've got rape, like there's so many different things that people struggle with and hearing success stories. I remember when I had my first ACL surgery, um, like one of the, uh, like physical therapists was, she was telling me, she's like, Oh, I remember when I did my ACL, I was never able to run again. Like it was really difficult for me. And I told a doctor, I told the head like trainer, I was like, dude, I don't want this girl next to me. Like, I want to hear positive stuff only. Yeah. And I want to like, I want to, in my head, I want to have a better chance that like, I want to think that I can do this. Right. I don't want any negativity. So like, you know, being able to shed light on those stories. Um, I think having like a, uh, training platform or being able to show people like how they can, uh, make money online or like start a side hustle. Like I think for me, like doing it myself, like I had to do a lot of stuff on YouTube, Google, figuring out things and names of things. For instance, sometimes you're thinking of something like you can't put a name to it, like being able to search five or 10 different terms and finding like what you're looking for. Um, I think putting things like, like that, that can help people. And like, I don't know. I love it. Yeah. yeah. No, that was a great answer. So there, there might be different things that we do. I think uh, we want to do like give back programs. Um, I want to be able to put on a conference for, marketing 
I think marketing is like amazing, man. Especially when you market something that like you really enjoy or you use, yeah. and it could be helpful to people. Um, it's cool. It's 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 really cool. And I, and I feel like if if a product should be in people's hands, you should get it out there. And like the strategy behind that, like when it comes to marketing, by the way, dude, there's a video component, there's a a speaking component, there's an audio component, there is a uh, a writing component. There's like different ad platforms. There is like, Hey, should I say sale or should I say like special? Like there's so many different moving parts and just like the decathlon, right? We did 10 events in two days. There's like so many things to put together one advertisement that you see as a sponsored post on Facebook. Right. And that mm -hmm. stuff is like, it really gets me going, man. And especially like one thing I would want to say is if you want to start a business, like there's so much little money that you're going to make, like you're barely going to make anything. And if you don't choose the thing that you love, you're going to quit. I love it. Right? And yeah. for me, like, dude, you can do anything. Like, there's so many things you can do. And I think sometimes you have to train yourself to love what you do. And once you realize that you can, like, for me, like, I had a, a struggle because I want to do this, 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 that, that, that. Dude, try those things. And if you find something that you start getting good at, or maybe, like, you don't have to work as hard because it comes natural to you, maybe that's a thing that maybe you should do. And then decide to love it. Yeah. Once I decide like, Hey, I'm going to do marketing and I really do love this thing. It's enjoyment. Like when I work crazy or if I have to stay 12, 15, 16 hours, I'm okay. Like it makes me feel good. You know, I'm with that, bro. Yeah, no, we definitely came up on an hour. We got about like two more things okay. that I want to touch yeah, yeah, yeah. on and then we can go ahead and close it out. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Like I said, for taking the time, absolutely, man. And absolutely. it's been a blast. I'm having a great time. Hope you're having fun too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we had a guy, Hannah's brother-in-law, basically. Okay. They, they're in Stockholm, Sweden. St okay. Stockholm's a, it, it's a hub, bro. Yeah, it's, yeah. They're, they're balling over there. It's a great city. I yeah. fucking love it over there. Um, his name is Adam. He was actually on the podcast. He was, oh, one no of way. Our, he was the first guest that we had on. He runs, a, I, I'm going to butcher it, Adam, my bad man. I know he's probably like going to listen to this too, but yeah. he runs like another advertising thing in Sweden. Oh, nice. Very Something cool. that they're branching off into that we talked about on the podcast was he's doing 3D. Um, you probably know. You've had like to have looked into this. No, no, no. He's doing 3D scannings mm. of uh, rooms. So oh, like, wow. oh, real estate. So okay. basically like, you know, a real estate agent wants to sell their apartment properties or whatever, or get them rented out. They help pay him and he creates 3D, like 3D scans. models basically. Yeah. So you can go ahead and look through it on your phone wow. and kind of put it in there and do stuff like that. And they have like a whole bunch of fancy cameras. That's legit. But that's like something that they're doing in Sweden that like you might want to look into over yeah, here too, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I know that it's like... There's uh, colleges, Chapman, you know what I mean? Who yeah. knows? They might be doing their uh, their orientations yeah. online. You can fucking swim yeah, through yeah, the yeah. school. You know what I mean? Through the school. This is my this business guy, he makes, He's going to be making a lot of money, bro. Yeah. If, not, if he already, already isn't, like, yeah. he's going to be making a lot. He's doing good. He's definitely one of those guys that's like a thoroughbred. He's also, hey, he's a guy too that his passion is he's a barber. But oh, wow. he's not just a barber. He's fucking he's putting up he's trying to improve the entire barber culture wow. around sweden just like how we have it here they don't have any market of like a gentleman's a place for men to go in and just yeah. like you know talk shit get faded up you know yeah, get lined yeah. up all that so whoa yeah it's all good. <clears throat> my bad so he's just like that's a really cool thing and there's a lot of like you you got to hit him up or i'll have him like i'll connect you guys at some yeah, point down the road cool. because i know you guys have very similar things he's in his early 30s too so nice. like you guys are probably like two or three years nice, nice. off but super cool guy and shout out to adam but like he yeah. i just thought about you when you were talking about shout that it's like yeah so he's a cool guy and then the last question that i have for you yeah. is what do you think is your greatest failure that ultimately ended up with your greatest success mm. you can take your time too 
I've had a lot of failures. Continue yeah. to make. So, what failures. are some of your favorite so far? Your favorite failure that you go, man, that one was shitty. But without that, I maybe maybe even if I got that thing, I wouldn't have been happy with it. Mm. So I'm so happy that mine was football. For example, mm. I really thought I was going to do all the right things and this and that. I was like, I'm about to be fucking Kaepernick in this mm. bitch, you know, la la la, this and yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then I fell in love with track. I fell in love with track. I met Rich. I met guys like you. I yeah. met Hannah. We're living here. You know what I mean? I was able to go to yeah. Long Beach State based off of you know being in Cerritos, getting my grades right, getting yeah. things here. So it's like, like that fucking failure of because yeah. i was really embarrassed when and insecure when football turned out not to be like the thing mm. that i identified so much with yeah and then i realized to grow other arms onto the thing of yeah. no you're not just a football player you're not just an athlete yeah. you're a good guy you're a great son great right. boyfriend great employee you know future yeah. businessman and what you do so i got one for you there's a lot this is the one that, that i can think of right now so when i was at my last company uh, like I'm an idea guy, man. Like I always love thinking of ideas and then like, like doing my best to execute on them. And, uh, I had this one idea where like, I'm not gonna go too much in the business details, but I was like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to get a call center in the Philippines. I'm going to train these people. And I thought this, like, uh, the, the, basically the business deal that we have with this other company, I thought I was going to be like a multimillionaire. And I was like, dude, this is, and I was telling everybody, I was like, dude, I'm telling you, this is going to work. I already feel it. Like this is going to be crazy. And I started like, you know, it, there was one public failure where people knew about, but like what actually was happening, I was, I, was, I was paying for the call center out of my own money and I was like doing everything I could. And I don't know if you've ever worked with Filipinos before. It's like, it's not easy. There's a language barrier. There's a culture barrier. I was working with them every single day. And I, when I tell you, I was like gung-ho, man. Like I literally thought my life was going to change. I, and I basically fell in love with this idea. Mm -hmm. That thing blew up in my face. The company that we were like sending these leads to, they're like, hey, we don't want to do this with you guys anymore. This was like a week, right? But like before I had that the, the, the launch week, like there was two months of me like thinking in my head, I'm going to change. Like this is, this is the thing, right? You started and, spending it in your head. And I was, huh? dude, and I was telling everybody about it. And when that blew up, dude, I was like, I felt so, st I was like, so like one was I got way too emotional about it and I fell in love with it. And I think that made it hurt a lot. And the number two was like, um, that really opened up like this idea of failure it actually wasn't that bad. Like, cause dude, so many people knew about it and they're like, Oh, Hudson, I thought you said you're gonna make all this money. What happened? What happened? And I was like, yeah, whatever. We'll see you on the next one. Right. Yeah. So this idea, like I, even now I make so many mistakes. I, I still have failures. Like the things are always going wrong, right? And now, like, when things go wrong, it's not the end of the world, man. I told him about this, like, having this healthy relationship with failure, it's good because it continues, it helps you continue doing. Like, sometimes people have failed and now they think it's like, they're like, oh, I can't do that kind of stuff anymore. Dude, it's actually not that bad. So even then, even when people were making fun of me, I was like, dude, it's all good, man. Yeah. Like, I'm still, like, I'm still able to work. Like, my family's good. The sun came up. Huh? And it did hurt, man. It stung a little bit. And even that, what that taught me was like, man, you know what? Number one, don't fall in love with these ideas because not all of them are going to work. Some will, some won't. So what? Keep going, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, number two is like, be careful who you tell. Like, you know, some people are like, oh, write something down, tell the world, tell everybody. You don't got to tell everybody, man. Yeah. Like, because some people aren't really like looking for the best for you or they re they really don't want to see you win. Dude, that's my thing too. And that the biggest lesson that I learned from that is um, I used to work for Jeff Carter. Okay. He's a two-time Stanley Cup winner with okay. the uh, LA Kings. Okay. 
when I say like he won't say he's a Hall of Famer, but mm. this guy is like I'll, I'll fight anybody that says mm. that this guy isn't a fucking animal. But anyways, he's a hockey player. No front teeth, dude. Wow. Uh, he's handsome. He looks like Thor, basically. Wow. So he's a fucking ho- professional hockey player. Six four, two twenty. You know, big guy. He's bro fucking millions and millions of dollars pro hockey money he's got ball player money yeah dude walks around hermosa beach with like the shittiest barefoot tour he looks homeless sometimes when i see him walking around and i go that's it right there like i i think i want to be that fucking guy i want the guy posted up on the beach just chilling and just super humble guy though like you would have no idea but he's on like literally the third house from on the strand you know what i mean like down in there killing it and like i just remember that was a pivotal moment of where i saw him walking down i was like who the fuck is this oh that's my employer right now like all right so it's like you just you kind of live like me I don't, I don't care about the shoes or the cars or yeah. stuff like that. Like, I want them, but I'm performance-based about it. Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck about a Ferrari if this car right here is doing more performance-wise. Mm. I'm all about that. And it's like, I think I just want to be just like the fucking ugliest rich guy out there and just fucking give that shit away and help people. But that's so me. Funny. And that's so um, my last question, bro, yes. is who's somebody that you would like to see on this podcast? It doesn't have to be business related or anything like that. Guy, girl, just yeah. somebody that you can kind of call out and go, I think this would work well. Man, it's a really, really good question. Who think you want to see him in person? Yeah, I would prefer that you can you can give me two if you could give me somebody locally that way I can okay. kind of keep this intimate feel going. What, what city do you live in? I live in uh, Long Beach right now. You live in Long Beach, okay, okay, okay. But I'm down for Orange County, L.A. County. Yeah, keep it in the counties. Let me think. Let Please me don't think. send me into the valley. Oh, I won't. Fucking, you've been to Rich's house, right? Yeah, so far, bro. <laughs> so far. <laughs> so far it's a oh, nice house out. but he is far hey, hey bro we went out there for thanksgiving yeah and we got out there he was like all right thanksgiving starts at five or whatever yeah. we showed up and nothing was even prepped yet i was oh, like yeah. why am i out here <laughs> we ended up good. having a good time that was great but That's yeah good. i would say so rich is one of like those uh people you already you already uh yeah we he's been on the pod him. yeah i mean there's a there's a lot of people they're not local so I'm trying to think of like the best local people for you. Um, oh, you know who I would is my chiropractor who's actually in Long Beach. Okay. His name's Dr. Brian Lum. Okay. Right. He actually, I think when it comes to chiropractor work and muscle work, he knows the body like it's unbelievable. And if you're going to, if you're going to interview him, I would actually get some work done first. And be like, hey, Hassan sent you. He told me that like your hands and what you can do with the body is completely different. So I don't know if anything's hurting on your body. Either okay. you or Hannah, like go, go with him and say, hey, look, Hassan told me like I, I should interview you. He one is like, he's changed people's lives, man. Like people that are in pain, right? Like suffering with physical pain, mm-hmm. dude. Like he's seen some like amazing, amazing transformations. Not only that, but his company. Like, once you go there, it's called New Image Now Wellness Center. And it's a chiropractic place. They have a, a full-on gym. And the people there, the culture, he's had people, like, he's kept his employees for years. Usually, like, a lot of companies, there's, like, churning people come and go. Dude, people want to work there and work for him. Okay. Right? And I think, like, him, the way he views life, like, and the people that are around him, he has a really cool team. He's a good dude, man. He's a really good dude. He has two kids now. I think he, I remember when I was younger, I was like, there's no way this guy's ever going to be a dad. And now he's a dad. So seeing him in a different phase of his life, we also work with him now, too. Uh, really, really cool dude. Right, and especially like I think seeing that view of pain, it's cool. It's a good dude, Brian Love. 
That's what's up, man. Yeah. All right. Well, natural thoughts and talks, man. Keep tuning in and I'm appreciative for you coming on. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, catch Benjamin. you guys later. Bye. See you guys.